You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape. This is podcast episode number 212. In this episode, more ways to burn stubborn body fat, a continuation of our top workout tips, and three ways to help overcome the fear of success. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. This is podcast episode number 212, tips for weight loss, workouts, and success. Well, for us, we are back to school and our summer is officially over. So hopefully we'll get back to regular scheduling on the podcast. In the meantime, we've still been adding more videos to the exercise library. So if you haven't checked that out already, you're going to want to. That's at fitnessmakeover.com forward slash muscle. And that way you can check on the different exercises that you may or may not have been doing correctly and find out for sure once and for all the best ways to do those exercises. So check that out. We've also been working hard on the Quick Fit Club, and even though I'm hoping to get it launched out in September, or September 1st more specifically, it might take a little longer, but hopefully we're still on track. You can sign up for first notification of the changes and the launching of Quick Fit Club at quickfitclub.com. So that way you can get all the latest information as soon as it becomes available. Now, what is the Quick Fit Club? Well, it's basically a concept to keep you motivated, keep you going, and help you get results without as much time spent working out. So basically, each month you're going to get new workouts. Each month has a new theme and you'll also have menu plans and all of the things that you need to help you get in shape. And probably the most important part though is that we're also going to have regular check-ins and with myself and with other members of the whole club. So not only are you going to have that accountability with me, but you're also going to have it with other people. And it's not so much focused on checking in to see how much weight you lost or whatever. It's more about checking in to see how are you sticking to the plan? Are you able to get your workouts done? You know, are there obstacles, things that are kind of preventing you from doing what you know you should be doing? And if there are, let's find a way to get rid of them. So I've kind of made it as simple as possible. So basically, when you go to to Quick Fit Club and you sign in, your workout videos are right there. One click and you're on your workout program. There's also a calendar that's going to show you exactly which workout you're doing on which day, along with some other tips. And of course, the themes are very interesting because there's different months that have different national whatever of the month. So you'll be finding out what those actually are. And I'm surprised that there's a lot of them out there. So that gives us a little more focus on things like, say, eating breakfast every day or eating a certain amount of fruits each week. So so these are basically another way of focusing on items that help you have a healthy lifestyle and just making it a little more fun and less tedious.
So of course the key is always going to be changing your body and changing your mind. So of course we're gonna work on your mindset as well. And that's another one of those focus areas. Actually those are gonna be called action items. And those are little steps that you can take to increase your focus on your goal and to increase your productivity in everything you do, not just your workouts. So you'll be looking at not only the video workouts, but also your action items, your calendar to keep you on track, your check-ins, and well, there's a whole lot more, but I need to do a special episode on that to get all of the information in. Um, it's not always easy to put all of that on a web page, so hopefully you'll have a little bit more knowledge of what it's all about as you go and check out some of the details that are at quickfitclub.com. So now let's head on to the nutrition part of the podcast, and we're going to continue going through some ways to burn stubborn body fat. Now remember, I'm giving you a few at a time so that you can actually work on these, apply these, and maybe even give me some feedback on how they worked for you or what you thought about them. So the first one here is called going backwards. Now, sometimes you will reach a plateau. And one of the reasons your fat loss can come to a screeching halt is that your body actually lowers your metabolism to meet the intake of the less calories that you have. Now, of course, you don't want to go on such a low intake that it causes this to happen, but there are many times when people do, and it lowers your set point for your metabolism, and that's what can start that whole vicious diet cycle. Obviously, your metabolism is lower, you eat a little more calories, you gain weight easier, you go back to that starvation mode, and on and on. So the first thing would obviously be to stay away from going too low in your calories, and the second thing would be to shake it up. Mix your calories. Now, we kind of went over this with the fluctuation of the carbohydrates in the last episode, but you can also do the same thing with just your entire calories, whether you're tweaking it with the fat grams or the protein grams or the carb grams. Now, you can actually vary your caloric intake anywhere from as few as three days to two to three weeks, depending on how long you've been on a low-calorie plan. What this one-day splurge of calories actually does is it helps to reset your metabolism by restoring your thyroid levels, which are calorie-burning hormone that uh, actually goes down when you're dieting. So basically, anytime you're cutting back calories, you're cutting back on a lot of essential body functions that would help you lose weight normally. So that's why you definitely don't want to go super low in your calories. Now, you also don't want your body to get used to any certain amount of calories. So doing a mix-up, whether it's fluctuating your calories or carbs like we talked about last episode, or just fluctuating your calories um, and having a one-day-a-week splurge is the way to go. So you never want your body to get used to any one thing. Now, the next tip is skipping the late night carbs. Now, of course, if you have carbs scheduled in your plan, yes, you can eat them at night, but of course you don't want to starve yourself all day and limit your carbs all day and then have them all at night before bed because that's not going to be most productive. Certainly you can have a certain amount of carbs, but the point is, do they balance into the rest of your day? So most of the time, carbs that you eat before bed are more likely to be stored as body fat. So you want to focus on proteins and some fibrous vegetables before bedtime if you're going to eat anything at all. 
Normally, I have my clients eating throughout the day, even at night, and they usually do have something before bed. It actually is higher in fats than carbs because of the fact that while you're sleeping, the fats will help sustain your bodily functions a little bit better um, than the carbohydrates would. And again, if it is a part of your whole plan and it fits in, then that's fine. I mean, I know I've done competitions and gotten in shape um, at very low body fat percentages by having carbs at night, but that was because it was part of the overall plan. So it's going to be different for each person. Now, the one big exception is if you train late at night and your goal is to put on some muscle, you're going to need those carbs to replenish your glycogen and support the muscle growth. Now, if you work out late at night and your goal is not to build muscle, it's maybe to lose weight, you still want to build a little bit of muscle, then you just have a little less of the carbohydrates. You still need them post-workout, but you just don't need an overabundance of them. Now, the next tip involves fish. And I know some people love it, some people hate it, some people just don't really carry the way. But there are many benefits to having fish. Now, when you are restricting your calories, or at least controlling your calories, a lot of times you don't get the omega-3s that you need that come from fish. Um, because if you don't like eating fish in the first place, that's not going to help. So one of the things you can do is you can get supplements that help with increasing the amount of fatty acids, the omega-3 fatty acids that you have. Now, there actually have been many studies on this, and one particular study revealed that the people who ate fish daily lost more weight than those who ate fish just once a week. So it's kind of supporting the claim that your omega-3 fatty acids are very important when it comes to weight loss. So if you're not having fish every day, then you're gonna wanna add some of the omega-3 fatty acids. Now, another tip here is to go spicy. We've talked about this in a previous podcast too, where adding spicy ingredients to your food can make a difference in how your body burns calories. Things such as red peppers, um, the spicy ingredient in most Mexican and Indian dishes actually contain capsaicin, which can actually increase the metabolic rate by affecting the sympathetic branch of the nervous system. So spiking your chicken dishes with some red spiciness might be a small benefit, but you can also just take grams of capsaicin that you can get from a health food store. I think it's better to just add it to your food, but either way, I mean, you're looking for the extra edge here, and if you can have a little bit of spiciness to your food, great. If not, you always can find a supplement, and that's what supplements are for. They're not to replace anything. They're to add to your meal plan or whatever your goal is for your nutrients. So a quick review of the nutrition tips for this week or this episode is to go backwards, which means you're going to have a day where you increase your calories, skip the late night carbs, add some fish to your plan or the omega-3 fatty acids, and make it spicy. Add some spice. Don't be afraid to throw the spice on there on whatever you're eating. Now, what I want you to do is go ahead and try some of these tips, add them into your program, or just let me know if you have previously tried any of these things and hit me up on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash fitgirlusa, and let me know where you may be stuck or how your program is working. <laughs> 
Now in our training section, we have another continuation of a bunch of workout tips that are great to do. And these really kind of mix things up and make your workouts, oh, I don't know, either less boring or just kind of gives you that interjection that sometimes you need. So we're gonna continue with some more tips today. Now the first one may or may not be doable for you depending on your job. This one would be working out, or I'm sorry, workout during your work day which means just simple things such as sitting on a stability ball while you're working to strengthen your core or keeping some dumbbells or resistance bands close to your desk. Now, it's good for you to take a break every so often. There's the Pompadouro technique that says you should take about 20, every 20 to 30 minutes a break. So what would you do during that time? Well, take two or three minutes to do a superset of something. You can superset biceps and triceps or shoulder exercises. And actually by supersetting without any rest in between, you will definitely be able to crank out two to three sets of 10 reps each in just a couple of minutes. In just about 10 minutes time, you could actually crank out a whole body part or two worth of workout. And that way it saves you time when you go to the gym. And at the very least, it's gonna help give you that energy and that recharge that you might need during the middle of the workday. Now, I know a lot of times people do have 10 minute breaks during their day, and that would be the time to do some of these things. Now, if you're not sure what to superset, you can do opposite body parts like biceps and triceps or rear delts and front delts, or you can do the same body part like two shoulder exercises or you could do a lower body, upper body, like squats and an upper body exercise. And yeah, you don't have to be in full gym clothes and you don't have to work up a big sweat either. All you need to do is make sure you feel the right muscles working. And it might actually help you because you'll probably do it a lot slower if you're in regular clothing rather than your gym clothes. And by working out slowly, you're going to work out much more effectively. Now for our next tip, we go from your work day to channeling your inner child, and that's grabbing a jump rope to mix up your cardio. A jump rope is an easy piece of equipment to have anywhere and take anywhere, and it can also be a lot of fun and very challenging. Now, you know how to jump rope hopefully a little bit, and maybe you're not too good at it, and that's okay, because the more you work at it, the more workout you actually get. Now, if you can jump rope like a normal person and you want to increase the intensity because you want to have a really good calorie burning workout, then you want to do what they call a double turn maneuver with the jump rope. And it's really intense. It can burn about 25 calories per minute. Now, again, keep in mind, if you can't do it consistently, at least when you're trying to do it, you're still going to be getting a good workout. So basically what you do is your regular jump your regular jump rope for about five minutes. Then you jump twice as high and turn the rope twice as fast so it passes under your feet twice before you land. Now that's why it's called the double turn. It's not that you're turning around, it's you're turning the jump rope under your feet. So obviously you can see this is gonna take some timing and patience and some power. So you're definitely gonna get a great cardio workout and a really good metabolism boost too while you're learning to get the move down. And admit it, that's going to be a lot more fun than walking on a treadmill. So another great way, mix it up. You know, who says that you have to do it alone? Grab your son, daughter, kid, anyone, friend, and challenge each other and see how well each of you can do. 
Now, this one isn't so much a tip as it is a reminder. We tend to think that everything is all or nothing, and we also tend to be very hard on ourselves. So this particular tip is to give yourself a break. Realize you don't have to be perfect to get results. You just have to have some overall consistency. That's what matters most, and consistency throughout the year, throughout your life. This is actually called the 80-20 rule, and it basically says that 80% of the year you'll exercise regularly and you'll eat well. And then you just need to admit that you're going to slip up about 20% of the time, whether it's due to holidays or work deadlines or anything else that gets in your way. And when you understand that, then you'll know that fitness is not an all or nothing undertaking. And you accept that fitness is part of your lifestyle. And that's what it means to have lifestyle fitness. It's to say, you know, I can get it in most of the time. I'm not always perfect, but I'm pretty good. And I'm definitely good enough to be healthy, to stay in good shape. Because you really don't have to kill yourself all the time to get in good shape or even to stay in good shape. You just have to do it consistently. And especially your weight training, because that's the biggest boost for your metabolism. So give yourself a break. And remember the 80-20 rule. Now this next tip means you have to think out of the box or think on top of the box because we're gonna talk about plyometrics. Now plyometrics are, yes, like a jumping, basically is what it is if you boil down. And it builds strength, it burns calories, it increases stamina, it does quite a bit for your body. It's very intense, so it's not something you're gonna be doing every single day. But two, two times a week, I would say, to start out with is fine and definitely no more than three or four times a week. Now, box jumps are a great way to do plyometrics. And not only will they improve your cardio, but they'll improve your leg strength and they'll help to sculpt your hamstrings, glutes, and quadriceps. So how you wanna do these is find a sturdy box that's at least one foot high. Now, some gyms already have boxes for this particular purpose or they have the platforms. Um, you might even have a step aerobic platform that you can elevate and use. Whatever the case may be, you want to make sure that this is a box that's meant for plyometrics or meant to be jumped on because nothing worse than jumping on something and having it break. So make sure it's solid and safe for you to use. Now, you can do plyometrics either at the start of your workout or at the end of the workout. You can even superset it with another body part to kind of get your heart rate up going, like interval training. A basic uh, plyometric jump would be, well, just that. You jump up. You start from a standing position, and you jump up to the middle of the box, and then you jump back down. And you can do that anywhere between 5 and 20 times. Now, every time you land on that box and every time you jump off the box, you need to land on your heels with your knees slightly bent. This is your power position. So when you jump up, think of it as doing a squat and then exploding out of that squat and onto the box. And then coming off the box, it's the same thing. You're doing a squat and you're exploding off the box. And that's how you do it safely so that you don't hurt your knees or anything else. So remember, weight on your heels and knees slightly bent. You always want to try to use your muscles to absorb any of the impact. Now, the last one we're going to go over today is going back to those carbohydrates, and it's don't skimp on them, especially pre-workout. Your body needs carbs to fuel your workout, to keep your energy up, and it needs it to burn fat as well. So pre-workout, a good choice would be some fruit or some cheese or even some high-fiber snacks. 
and that's going to sustain you through your workout and give you enough energy that you're not going to bonk out by the middle of the workout, but that you can actually get a good full workout in, and those carbs are going to help you by being used for your energy. Now, there's no absolutes. Remember, not all carbs are bad, just the ones that you overeat, especially if you're trying to lose weight. And you know what those are. If there are certain ones that trigger you to eat too much, then avoid those. But don't cut out carbs altogether because you need them to get in those good workouts that are going to burn calories and boost your metabolism permanently. So now a quick review of this time's training tips. It's workout during your workday. Try the jump rope double turn challenge. Think out of the box and do some plyometrics. Give yourself a break. Remember the 80-20 rule and don't skimp on your carbs. Eat them when you need them. Oftentimes we hear about the fear of success, but do we really know what that means? I know it's confusing to me because why would you fear being successful? And sometimes it's deep rooted in your thoughts and in your experiences. Now, do you ever do something and not give it 100%? You're just really not into it, so you kind of do it halfway? Well, did you ever think that it might be because you think you're going to fail? Or you think that you might not succeed to accomplish what you initially wanted to? Now, do you set yourself up for failure and sabotage your own success by telling yourself you can't do something well enough? And is it really possible that you allow unproductive and negative vocabulary to dominate your thoughts? You may not realize it until you start to recognize it. Oftentimes your mindset is knocking you down and that actually fear of failure is also fear of success. Now the negative self-talk takes away your motivation and it's that barrier that needs to be eliminated so that you can succeed. Now in order to stop sabotaging your own efforts and a lot of times this does apply to weight loss and exercise, there's a couple of things that you'll want to start working on. And basically, the more you repeat something, the more it becomes a habit. And you know, habits can be good and they can be bad. And unfortunately, it's somehow easier to create bad habits than good ones. And changing your self-talk is one of those things that is not so easy to do because you're already ingrained with these certain thoughts. And they're obviously not productive ones if you're not getting where you want to be in whatever you're doing. So changing them is awkward it's conflicting. You're so used to thinking one way and now you're trying to make yourself think another way and your brain just doesn't get it. But the more you do it, the more consistent you are, the more it sinks in and the more your thoughts can change. Just like any habit that you have. You know, maybe when you first started um, a routine, you would wake up in the morning and you would be all haphazard. And then you figured out, okay, if I get up and put my shoes on first and brush my teeth and eat my breakfast or whatever the order may be, you know that you can get that done. And over time, you kind of fine tune your morning routine. So you can retrain yourself. It's just a matter of doing it, thinking about it, being conscious of it, and wanting the success that will come from that. Now, I'm going to give you three simple things that you can do right now to help you get over some of this self-sabotage. Now, the first thing is that tell yourself that you welcome challenges. Now, that comes in our I am statements. I am ready for any challenge. 
That would be one of the statements you could say every single day. And then really stand there and be willing to challenge yourself to the maximum. And whether that has to do with your workouts or your cardio or just talking to somebody that you didn't want to talk to, maybe getting into a situation where your opinion really matters but you were afraid to give it. So moving forward in your communication by deleting negative self-talk. So the more I am statements, the better. Remember, it's always present positive. Don't put it in the future because your mind's not understanding that. I am this. And those are the things you want to repeat over and over so they become part of your regular thought process. Now, the second one is to believe that whatever you set out to do, whatever you want to accomplish, you will give it 100%. So that could easily be another I am statement. I am able to give 100% to whatever I want to accomplish. And sometimes you have to sit down and realize, maybe I really don't want to accomplish that. Maybe that's not that important to me. And maybe that's why I don't give 100%. If that's the case, then get rid of it and move on to something else that you do really want, that you do want to accomplish and that you will give 100% to. So you can stop making excuses to blame yourself because you know that, you know what, that's what it is. I don't want to give 100%, so move on to the next thing. Now, believe that this pride of accomplishment motivates you to eliminate all those should have, ought to, must, and all that kind of stuff from your vocabulary. Now, this next tip also goes with that previous one. It's be the best that you can. So if you, number one, believe that you can accomplish whatever you set out to do, or at least that you will give it 100%, then you can also believe that you will be the best you can. Give it the best effort that you can. It may not mean that you're going to end up with the final product that you want, but as long as you did your best, then you can't be upset. You can't be mad at yourself as long as you know you did your best. Now, you definitely want to view yourself in a way that you're always evolving because you know what? You're always changing. You're always working on bettering yourself. So every mental, emotional, physical part of you is always changing and can be either moving forward or backwards. So believe that you are always moving forward to improve yourself and believe that you've got the power inside you to do what is important to you. And that's why some things get done and other things don't. Now, remember, these beliefs also impact the way you feel and act. So if you're not feeling this belief, then you know what? You're not going to be motivated. You're not going to want to act on it. If you have that mindset that, well, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to get there. It's just ridiculous. Then yeah, that's the way you're going to be stuck. But if you say, you know what? I know deep inside that I can do this. Other people have done it. I'm no different. I can do this. I just have to get back on track. Then you're going to become motivated. You're going to act accordingly. You're going to get your workouts in. You're going to focus on what you're eating. You know, all these little changes are going to add to make the big change in your body of the weight loss or the muscle toning or whatever your goal is. Now, this is another big reason why your self-talk is so crucial to success and also why I wrote a whole book on how to reprogram your self-talk, the mindset makeover. But also, many people get so stuck in their whole life, not just weight loss, but their whole life because of inaccurate and negative self-talk. Think about the things that you say to yourself. Do you support yourself all the time? Do you have some of that negativity coming in? And 
these are things that really you might have going on in your head all the time every day and not even realize it. Sometimes it's just a matter of stopping yourself and saying, whoa, that was not a nice thing to say to myself and change it. Change how you would be supportive if it was somebody else. Now, if you're not sure how to reset your mind, I do have an audio program, the Retrain Your Brain Daily Focus Program, and of course, the Mindset Makeover book. But the big thing is recognize when you make a negative statement to yourself, negative self-talk, and change it. Change it to an I am statement. Understand it's gonna be awkward, it's gonna feel uncomfortable saying this new I am statement because your body is so drilled in with that negativity, but that's okay, the more you do it, the better it becomes. So you can replace anything you want. You just have to work at it. And it's just like everything else in life. You can do what you want. You can achieve different things. You just have to keep working at it. And unfortunately, not everything works perfectly for every person. So there might be another route that you need to take to get where you want to be. But that's okay. It's still going to get you where you want to be. And you'll still have learned what wasn't quite working for you or what little things you might have needed to change. So it's always a learning experience and hopefully it's an evolving experience in your own personal growth and personal knowledge. Your mind is always working even when you're asleep and it is very powerful. So we need to make sure you use all the power that you have in that mind, brain, subconscious, self-talk, whatever you want to call it, using that power for good to help be supportive of your own goals. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.